Get some ice as well. Is that your, which one's your cup? Do you have one? I'd have a cup. You guys good, huh? Yeah. yeah excellent. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, it's crazy, man. As soon as people start talking, it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's a conversation I've wanted to have for a long time. Yeah. Because, nah, bro, you know, we, we all have our own personal experiences, you know, as black people. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's de- but it doesn't get really a chance to talk about it. Bro, it's only since, it's only since in my early 20s I've really That's what I'm saying, been bro. able to compare living in Jamaica and my experience yeah, here yeah, yeah. Like it takes pro- time, properly yeah, it takes time and obviously because I spent I so officially say yeah I spent more of my time here than I have in Jamaica yeah and now the question becomes am I just becoming straight British or am I going to forget which one's my, home right which one's home saying, like, yeah I had that question as well as a human being in your, your experience in three of time it's just that I can officially say yeah I've been in England and I've been uh, than in Jamaica what does that mean but, you know, it's holding on to, to what you know is you. Yeah. Well, you have both, but the yeah. reality is, is that Jamaica is is a, um, is also a false construct too. Yeah, right. It's okay. not really a black country, right. is that, it? Not, not even that. Jamaica <sighs> itself is a, it's a created Big. reality. Now, yeah. Jamaicans are very oh proud, just like everyone. Mm-hmm. You are hitting, you're yeah. dropping right. gems right it's, now. It's like, okay, that is crazy. Yeah, that's another thing as well. It's just like, that is actually crazy. I have to accept that. Mm. I have to yeah. accept that as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I don't have a problem with it because I've reached an age where I can accept, mm. you know, where my true, genuine origins are from. Because Jamaica is still a fabrication of slavery and what slavery yeah. was. Right. Yeah. Everything about it. Well, colonialism. Colonialism, right, yeah. yeah because, be, because remember, the Spanish were in Jamaica before. Right. The, the British. The British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Nah, it's for real. Um, so, yes, yes. Let me go to the toilet first. Let's go to before this bombshell drops. Oh, that's cold. It's cold. It's cold. It's cold. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah. I, do you know what? I, I wanted to, to hear you two have this debate. Oh, does he have some views? Uh, yes, yes. What? Okay, what kind of views? Just no, 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 Jason, no, don't no, even, because you no, know how passionate no. I get out of it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm saving it. That's why I was saving it. He's trying to set me up. He knows it's going to be juicy. Yeah, it's going to be a nice one still. I might just sit back. Yeah, we're going to be sitting back, man. We're going to sit back and... Oh, boy. Have you got popcorn? <laughs> no lie, no lie, bro. If I want to know what it's gonna be about now, huh? I said I want to know. Nah, man. Nah. No, but you know I'm open. I'm open to other perspectives. Yeah, of course. Like Do you know what? I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Mm. I'm in the middle. <laughs> I feel like Robert's gonna <laughs> come at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, do you know what it is? Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. I'm about to enjoy this. I'm about to enjoy this. Well, am I supposed to chip in as well? I mean, we all, we, we all can. We all Feel can. free. <laughs> I, I, I might just sit on the fence, bro. I, I was just, I was just looking forward because obviously, I had the discussion with you first. Yeah. And then I came to Rob and I was just like, Hey. Did he tell you about our discussion? About yeah. It? Um, ah. Yeah, yeah, but he, he said okay. David, yeah. we might be in for a little treat. Okay, let's, let's, let's find out what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, we were having to work yesterday, right? Yeah. And um, one of us, one of the work colleagues in that department, I went. Yeah. 
Right. Are they? Um, so, yeah, yeah. In my, in my department, the school itself is yeah, yeah. It's quite diverse, but in my department, and then that person, there's this one uh, remaining that is married to that woman. Mm. Like, it's only person, this person. So, they walked in, and he was like, oh, another day, another dollar. And I was like, oh, so I was like, oh, this slave ship. <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he basically told me off. <laughs> and I was, I was like, I was like, no, I'm a descendant of slaves. Like, you're not going to tell me that whether or not I can or cannot say slave ship. That's mm-hmm. not that. It's not that that deep. And if even if it is, it's not really for you to kind of. You, watch. you no. spoke off. You spoke on code to somebody that didn't, that didn't understand the code. Yeah. Learning that. Yeah. When to switch off. So you you said it in this context of like what we people would say, yeah, another day on the plantation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is mm. what was coming next. Right. Yeah. I guess I just forgot that that's something that yeah, but just say yeah. No, but remember that he is hypersensitive to mm-hmm. his position being married to a black power, woman. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure you must know this by now. Working with him because he likes to talk about yeah, his black that, woman and is all. that what is <laughs> that a thing really? for is it? It's kind of a trophy thing for him. I don't think I it's, it's a trophy. trophy. Yeah, okay. it's not a trophy. Is he more? Pr- is he proud of it? Yeah, but mm. it's not like a, you know, like you have them, them guys that oh, I'm married to a black woman. Mm-hmm, but I, I mm-hmm. don't have black guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like I've got that. black friends. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's not. Okay. It's not like that. All right. What's it like then? I'm gonna hear from you. <laughs> 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 like, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I know what it's like. So I want to hear what it is. Because he might say something things to me that he doesn't say to you. When he talks, he talks. Like the reason why he talks about it is because it's like it's not the a thing ice. where he's like, oh, I know so much about how it needs to be black. It's normally about times when he's had to witness her go through stuff like when they're together, okay. and he's kind of like speaking about that aspect of it. If you get what I mean, and normally it's like to be fair, it's often prompted by things I have said as well. Like he, yeah, rather than it being like a like oh, like this is my black wife. I know so much things about blackness kind of thing. What, what do you think? What's your I think it's yeah some of that, but I also think it's some of um, some of trying to um, overly. So he might say something along the lines of, "Oh, I was doing my wife's hair okay. <laughs> um, because she likes. We know that respect for natural hair is very important. Oh, yeah, and so yeah. on that would so be cringe so to me. I was, you know, cringe, I was mate. getting involved with." arcane rose or mm, something like that mm, so he's telling me something mm. or he might say it's a lot of that sort of thing that is he, he would... seeking validation yeah something like, i wouldn't say seek seek, seeking the validation but he's it's his way of maybe connecting trying to relate to you guys not trying but connecting that he's connected like you okay. know yeah i know like you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. i can relate yeah. Yeah. i'm down yeah i know but it's I'm not down a, it's, it's a it's a it's a teddy bear it's a big brother oh, but he's 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 a nice 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 person nice. so yeah, he has so good yeah. good intentions good yeah right but, um you. you know I got you. it's a bit of a kind of appropriation in a, in a yeah, sense she has, you know, she but has, not really i was just interested to hear how it oh. felt you being around so i could see him reacting like that to you yeah. i didn't he also he also waited on the n-word debate as well he tried he tried to tell me that i shouldn't you shouldn't use it he yeah. tried to tell you that he you shouldn't did. use it 
he did. Interesting. Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, at the time. Oh, here it comes. Which maybe is why I reacted how I did yesterday to the slave ship thing because I was like, no, we can't let you try and police this twice. Like, no. Yeah, <laughs> not twice, right? Exactly. I don't, that's that's <laughs> my take on it. Yeah. But that's, a, that's another thing about, I think, being born in, in Britain compared mm. to, because me and my wife, we argue about this. I actually wouldn't call him white. And you're right. He okay. Call him? This is Romanian. Yeah. So for, for yeah, us being, yeah, a, yeah. being a Bermuda, a white person was very much a British, British. British person. white person because the connotation of how they treated people and how they, the, the, the hold that they held on people. Um, so for example, if you're from Jamaica, you don't see many white, white people, people, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. the ones you do would have been like... Um, What's your boy who was managing Bob Marley and what's his name? Chris Blackwell. You know Chris Blackwell? No. Chris Blackwell was ran Island Records, which managed Bob Marley. My point is, they all look. What's the what's Virgin? What's the guy who runs Virgin? Oh, Richard. Richard Branson. They look like that. Right? That's, a, that's like a white guy. You know what I mean? Whereas the generic. Yeah. The generic. Yeah. 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 Whereas this brother, he's Romanian. You can mm. clearly see he is, has some gypsy in him. Yeah type you know and he he like it's interesting talking to him as well because he also gets like otherized in a way that like we might as well so it's, in, it's interesting because mm. you're right that like, he doesn't see himself as a like, white british man yeah no of no. course not you would never he says that like, he's been in social circles where it's evident that he's not like, British yeah. white, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Because it's a very niche culture, culture. that mm-hmm. English white people haven't fostered yeah. for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Even to the point where if you go to Spain, they're like, yeah. ill. The, yeah, when they yeah. look at the way British, young British yeah. white people behave when they yeah. come to the islands and stuff like that. It's a yeah. very niche kind of thing. Like I feel like they make out that it's this kind of widespread... Mm. Like, but it's not really people actually look at them like Ugh. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other, other European yeah. countries oh, but yeah Paris. Americans have been yeah. like the British the Yankees whatever like no white it's a good point you can't just call all white people you know white or Caucasian people white mm. we're ready to get back um, we're ready to get back stuck in are we mm-hmm. what are we saying how are we feeling we're we feeling vibesy we've got some juice down yeah got some juice down we got some some um some nice vibes here. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Feel me. Good some good vibrations, you know what I'm saying? Rob. Oh. Oh. Even more good vibrations on the rise. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. So what we were saying again? What were we saying we were saying? Oh yes, 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 yes. You're gonna bring up a topic. Before the before the slide oh, intermission. Be nice. Um I wanna hear it. What is I, it? I wanted to have this discussion or i wanted us to have this discussion yeah because i feel like it's a very it was um you know to say question everything and i feel like when i questioned this one it just kind of opened up a lot of different avenues you know some stuff to kind of think about um i wouldn't even say just as uh, yeah as black people and as everyone but mostly for as black people so the topic is basically the n-word yeah and the use specifically though specifically the use of the n-word by black people um in popular culture Mm -hmm. how do we feel about that i remember um we we can start with we can start with um with with siobhan yeah (laughs) because me me and her we had um she she was one who actually 
posed this, this argument to me and I actually thought about it like, oh, that's actually, that's actually a good point. Um, so yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna start with Siobhan, yeah? So, go ahead. Okay, so let me preface this by saying that this is my personal opinion on the matter. Yeah, of course. Of course I am not dictating to anybody. No, because I know, no, because I know that this matter is very sensitive to some people and stuff like that. So this is, I'm not dictating to anybody. I'm not, I'm not imposing my will or That's my opinion cool. on anybody. I am just saying. So my main issue with the term is this notion of reclamation. So there's this idea in the black black community that is kind of flitting around at the moment that this is a word that we ought to reclaim. My argument is, what are you reclaiming? This was not a term that was coined by yourselves. Mm -hmm. This was a term that Mm -hmm. was coined by oppressors to oppress. The primary function of the word was to set you apart from them, was to dehumanize you, was to denigrate you, was to make you seem less than was to make you seem ultimately different of the people who coined the phrase. That is the sole purpose that the word was invented for, okay? Anybody, there was no uh, endearing way to refer to your nigger. You were never going to, a white man was never going to refer to his nigger endearingly. He was never going to refer to his nigger lovingly. Do you know what I mean? He was never going to say that. Your ancestors are going to have no recollection of their slave masters referring to them endearingly by using that term. Mm -hmm. So my thing is this idea of reclamation. You're not not reclaiming something. You didn't coin the phrase. The term is not yours to claim. Mm -hmm. The term was used against you. The term was used to... To oppress you, the term was used to subjugate you. The term was used to, ultimately, to, to, to as I said, to dehumanize you. So what? What my thing is? What are you trying to gain by by trying to to keep this grossly disgusting term alive in your lexicon? What are you trying to? What are you trying to achieve? Because another thing that I said to Jason as well is. Even when it's used within the black community, it's often used derogatorily, like derogatorily as well. Yeah. Okay. Black people are not referring to each other as they're... Okay, sometimes they are. But often in music, it's I'm going to shoot that, that mm. N-word, I'm going to stab him, I'm going to... It's used as a, as a wild... Do you know what I mean? This kind of wild... Um, it's used in much the same way as, as it was used by... In its original, original form... Um, within the community, mm. so my thing is, what what positive, positive, uh, what positivity is that bringing to your vocabulary? Is that bringing to your community? Is that bringing to your to your family? Why are we keeping this this term alive? Why do we need to keep this term alive when there are you know what I mean? If you if it was a case of you wanted to um, find a word. That was to the exclusion of all other communities that you could use to refer to your your fellow kinsfolk. Why not look back in, I don't know, Yoruba languages, ancient Ghanaian languages, and find the term that they used to refer to each other with, mm-hmm. in, endearingly, mm-hmm. and reclaim that, because that would be yours to claim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why okay. are we trying to... to no, to you. assume no, this word that is ultimately yeah. E- yeah, only ever used... In a derogatory sense, it doesn't make sense to me. And I, I'm only saying that in my... So it's a term that I never use. The Apart from my saying it to you twice, I have never used that term 
Oh, I can hear it. Ever. That's why I, I, like, me saying it to you just then I was know, like, it's whoa. Difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult. That's wild. Like, it's difficult. <laughs> not happening. Because not happening. I just, it's, it's not alive yeah. in my vocabulary, mm-hmm. like, Period. intentionally. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't, like, I just think every time I use that word, my ancestors are spinning in their graves. Yeah, there must be. I have to agree with that point. Because, you know, my ancestors did hear that word. They would bring up such trauma yeah, torture I, I mean I can't argue against things. that I'm not going to lie to you RJ I, uh, yeah, she so raises a very go good point um, and I'll put out my disclaimer and say yes I have used this word casually like casually What do you, these two Hank and RJ can um, attest for that but um, I mean you raise a strong point you raise a very very strong point and I have heard it before um, and uh, I don't know if you remember Mr the music teacher Amponsum. Mr. The first time, I think it must have been your eight uh, or nine again, and he said, when you use that word, because obviously we children are using the word, when you use that word, you're still in mental slavery. So that's what he said. He said, when you use that word, it's basically still, you're still in mental slavery. Um, and that's the first time I heard someone's different opinion of it. And I have to say, it does make sense. But at the same time, put up my hand and say, you know, I, 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 I use that word so casually. So casually. <laughs> I think that's, that's the whole point of it, isn't it? The yeah, whole yeah. point is to try and make it this kind of casual thing that yeah. then becomes like a like a mate or a, a pal. Yeah, or, yeah, 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get that sentiment behind it, but I just think, why that word? You could call each other brothers. You could call each other kings. You could call each other... You can call each other anything. Yeah, anything else. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. else that doesn't that isn't imbued with such a negative and traumatic history. history. Yeah. History anything else. You would call each other Spanish words for all <laughs> for all I care. Amigo. Amigos, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I want uh, do you know what um um That is a really convincing argument. <laughs> that is. is a really convincing I mean, argument. Now for real. That was the argument that, that she presented to me, basically. basically. So wait, it, you wasn't aware of this? <laughs> no, obviously. No, like, when I, he heard it, he I was, was aware. Like, because, <laughs> no, but you, you raised the point, obviously, around in the black community that people are trying to say, well, no, we can change it into our thing. They, yeah, they made it yeah. out to be this thing, but we can change it into this. Through yeah. the same thing, how they change the word into a negative thing. Yeah. Maybe, but um, that's obviously going to be extremely difficult to do. Um, and probably like Jason, I'm probably on the fence with it. I can't say I'm never going to use the word again because I know if I was to say that to you, obviously you're not going to take it with that traumatic experience. Yeah. But that casualness of it that's, that's the needs thing that's to be addressed. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. I agree. Es- especially in um, sorry, sorry, j- just just for you, Lance. Yeah. Um, I feel because, like he's ready. Yeah, no, he's ready. He's ready. He's ready. He's ready. Right. Now, because you're waiting. Like it, it was something right. that I was um, like I heard the right. argument before uh, presented for. Um, uh, using it endearingly and like you said you know I'm, I'm guilty as well Dan because you know for a long time I was just like yeah like that makes sense like if I'm saying it to my guy or my friend I'm mm-hmm. not saying it in a in a way um where I'm trying to demean him or anything um but when Siobhan presented that argument to me yeah. I questioned it from a different angle so the reason why, why I said popular culture as well is because I feel like that word yeah we use it um in our in, in our you know our, our inner community but I feel like the fact that it's used in music as well is is probably a big portion of why the word is unable to vanish because um, as we know media is is a powerful tool used to you know brainwash and feed messages and stuff like that so if, if you have that word that's just still prevalent in the black community in hip-hop 
for um which is the the only example really um and now you've got new age r&b guys singing and rapping and you know and now that they're rapping they're using that word in it as well yeah. um but yeah i feel like as i've been thinking about that yeah, it's, it's something I feel like we should do something about. But anyways, yeah, I want to hear what RJ's got to say to this. I'm ready for this. I wanted to see you. Well, it's a good question. we have to look at the um, the history, okay? So it's a, a few things I'll bring up. One, when you, because along with doing my DNA um, in the quest to find out where I am and who I am, stuff like that, mm-hmm. I've also done as much as possible, some genealogy, meaning um, through um, archival type work, right? Using like ancestry.com and looking at stuff like that, okay? You get access to to lots of records. So I've been able to track my paternal line from St. Kitts because everything was recorded. So when they travel on the ships to America, to Bermuda, they would record this on the passenger liners, right? And you'd have, if you were married and so on and so on. To go fully, I need to go to St. Kitts because I've hit a block, sorry. Um, so why I'm bringing this up is that when people's names were recorded in the early 1900s, they would record ethnicity. And it's clear in the records that it says, first, it says African. So people, black people in the British West Indies were considered, that's what they were called. They were called African, okay? And then you see the change in the records. It moves from African to Negro, okay? And then from Negro, obviously, then it moves to black. So you're talking about over a period of maybe 30, 40 years when I'm looking at the records of my great, great, great grandfather, I guess he would be moving from St. Kitts to Bermuda, to New York, and you, mm. you see that trajectory. So we can link that now to the language, because you said that you are uh, trilingual, that the word nigger def- um, definitively comes from Negro. It's a Spanish offshoot, okay? Because obviously the British, most of them were illiterate. The only, only the very lofty admirals and stuff might have been literate. Mm-hmm. Most of the other sailors and stuff, they weren't literate. Mm-hmm. So they would take many of the Spanish words and they wouldn't be able to pronounce it. So Negro became nigger over a period right, of time. Right, right. Okay. Um, so as the sister is saying that really it was never a word because it was a Spanish word to describe black people. So it's all about education because I've, I've put posts on this before. When you look at words like Pickney, which means peak. Um, what's the word in Spanish? It means small nigger, small black person. Right. In, in the States, they don't say Pickney. They say Pickney. Okay. And when I was young, the little knots at the back of your head were called Pickaninnies or picky head. Okay. Which comes from that same line of, of words. You can do the same thing. Mumbo jumbo. Oh, you're talking a lot of mumbo jumbo. Mumbo jumbo was an actual African masquerade dance, mm. but now we refer to it as something nonsense. nonsense. Mm. Okay, um, coolie. You know the the list goes on and on. Um, crack the whip. You need to crack the whip and hurry up. Mm. Well, obviously where that comes from. Yeah. You can look at all of these words that we use 
and trace them back to colonialism and trace them some most of the time back to to slavery so once you educate yourself then you're able to see the trajectory however i do think it is important that black people which are not homogenous anyway because we like to think this is big homogeneity you know um, aspect of us but i do think that that we should be able to um, claim um, and um, we we are creators we are creators it is a this it is a it is a it is a malfunction for people to link nigger to niggas which is an ethiopian term for king yeah. right or to the naga the naga is a um a, gr- a group of black people out of india okay or out of that part of 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 southeast asia the naga people they were black people from so people are trying to link niggas naga and say okay it's linked to nigger and it's not nigger is coming from the spanish root now possibly the spanish might have through ancestral times got the word negro from those places maybe but i don't i don't know i don't know about that but so i'm saying that we i do think it's important that we're able to claim and and create but i'll finish with this word sound power as a rasta we are um we subscribe to this concept that words are made from sounds and sounds have power it's not really about the meaning because you can ascribe meaning to to any word yeah it's more about the sound and that word nigger and the sound that it makes you can hear it when it likes the sister said when it's used is not used the power of it. If you you don't have children yet, do you? No. So when you have children, I have like six children. Mm. If I heard my eight-year-old calling my, you know, someone else or in the family, yes, my nigger, is not gonna make me happy. Well, he's gonna get up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but because of the sound. Yeah. But if I hear him calling niggas, yes, niggas, yeah. or you know telling his sister okay princess or yeah. whatever it's a different sound mm. to it the vibration i don't want to yeah. go too metaphysical and too deep so i think that um the concept of nigger is used sometimes when you want to call someone a nigger because sometimes we say oh you're acting real niggerish yeah or you have niggeritis yeah. Yeah. because there are certain conditions that we were forced to adopt or be under through oppression and slavery that has an identity Mm. so when people are using that word if you're using accurately that's what you're referring to and in music that's what they that's actually what they they are using it accurately because the behaviors that they are identifying yes my nigger because you're acting like a nigger yeah you know So and that's but my why little do you piece. Want to aspire to act that way? No, they, they no, they, exactly. You have to ask them that because <laughs> to, because for them, that for them that niggerish behavior is what has supplanted their identity of what is actually probably positive. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Probably what it means to be black. Do you think yeah. it could yeah. also maybe be the height of their freedom as well that they can act in maybe that kind of way, like in in polite society, like you see, like niggers in Paris. Mm. Mm. Like 
the whole point. You mean the Kanye, yeah, Kanye's yeah, yeah. video? Yeah, not just black people in Paris. Mm. Niggas, niggas, <laughs> niggas, <laughs> mm. our niggas in Paris. <laughs> no, no, no. Like you see, like niggas in Paris, yeah. Mm. Like when um, Jay Z spoke about this, or Kanye, but when they spoke about the song, somebody said like, "Where did it come from? Like, why did you choose that?" And they said like, the reason why they chose it is because they felt as though they were like they were niggas in Paris like even though I don't know maybe irony is like is is um a lot of the reason why people use it like even though they were kind of uh, what am I trying to say like like you see how they see how when you you see when you travel like to white majority countries yeah you know sometimes you might feel a certain type of way Mm. like Mm -hmm. people make you feel a certain type of way especially if you're in their like kind of like social sphere or they're like you know they you know as, as wealthy as they are the kind of places that they'll go to people look at them and be like you know like what what are they doing there mm-hmm. and i feel like they're the song niggas in paris on their part what I, from what i understood it is that they kind of say like yes we are like we are niggas and we are here in paris but we're here like in spite of all of that you can throw mm-hmm. us like in spite of everything do you know mm-hmm. what i mean we're here there's something about like behaving niggerish in white spaces that I kind of enjoy. Do you get what I mean? Like oh, I yeah. almost, I feel like, I, f- I feel like yeah. I, and I, I don't know. And this maybe links perhaps to the part of the reason why I use it as well in the way that I do, because I almost feel like, I don't know how to say it. Like I've almost earned the right to be carefree in certain spaces and like almost to reclaim I, I hear I, I hear what you're saying about okay. the reclamation all I, I hear that you, all I want to ask you is what to you mm. is behaving niggerish so like when I say that when I say behaving niggerish mm. what I'm saying is I'm talking about I'm making reference to like how black people are seen as behaving like like um, unrespect, like I'm talking about like respectability politics like okay. black people can behave in a ghetto type of way mm-hmm. right I'm not saying whether or not that's right or wrong but I'm, I'm acknowledging the fact that that does have like a title. Yeah. And I feel like when people can own that and almost not, like it's almost in a sense that sometimes black people feel like they can't be, be shameless. My um, only thing is... Do you get is, what I mean? You, like why and, can and you... I, and like, I get that. I do get that. But I just, what I'm concerned about is the over-representation of one type of blackness mm. over another. So I've had many conversations with like um, a lot of like my sister, my black female friends, like... We don't have like a an Olivia Pope over here. Mm, Black yeah. women don't have that. Mm. Um, that's not a thing over here. So I just feel like that kind of that 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 word that you <laughs> that way you. When you say you don't to, have an Olivia Pope, what do you mean? Okay, so we don't have like a a black female role model who's got res- not who's got a high flying job who's making waves in in whatever sphere that she's chosen to pursue she has power she has credibility she has all of those things we can't turn on the television and see that in britain mm. um for you, reasons you can, you can do it but the person most likely won't really celebrate the blackness right because you might have like you know diane abbott and people like that right that's not your right. first person to think. exactly mm-hmm. when yeah. i think it, like because she when you said Black History Legends, my yeah. mind immediately went to like Olivia Pope and, <laughs> um, and Annalise Keating and really? 
like Viola Davis and Kerry Washington, of course, are the mm, people who yeah. play those people. Yeah. But that's where my mind went initially because I thought, who else do who who do we have over here who can who can embody an equivalent role? Nobody. So when I feel like it's great, like like I get that whole that like you needing to feel carefree and you needing to express yourself and all of those things. But I just think, is that being overrepresented over? other avenues where black people are present you, that's not to where, say that there aren't black olivia popes in the in the uk there are yeah. i'm sure there are many but that's not that's so underrepresented that i can't name yeah, one off the top mean, of my head because it's social media and just what about um thingy man i the lady from i may destroy you okay name? michaela cole yeah. and i love but what i'm saying is the role is very different robert you can't deny that yeah. the roles are extremely different i think that um you're making a very good point, okay? Mm. So I'm going to disagree with you in a bit. Not disagree, but mm. come from a different perspective. Because in the UK, there might not be a place for it. So that means that people who adopt the term are basically just kind of what we call um, um, bucking and jiving, meaning they're, tr they're tr pretending to be something they're not, right? Mm -hmm. But I do think that possibly in, in the States where the um, power, the oppression, and, so, and all of the yeah. different yeah. dynamics that have yeah. um, occurred, especially in the inner cities, that is actually an act of power to reclaim the term and then to, to, to co-opt and say, yeah, you're, call, you're calling That's us this, it, but, but actually, we're claiming it now. Yeah. What we actually are seeking power from, and I can compare it to now the Rasta thing in Jamaica, because in Jamaica... Or just amongst Rasta people, we will say things like, you know, we are, you're a Bushman. Mm -hmm. Now, oh, Bushman yeah. is a derogatory it's term. Yeah, you know, Bushman is like somebody who's, you know, lives out in the bush and doesn't yeah. have any, you know, hygiene. no food, no hygiene and so on. But amongst Rasta is an honorary term, mm. you know, or you are a rootsman, mm. you know, a rootsman, so on and so on. So it's an act of power to reclaim uh, something that people consider derogatory, especially from a from a um an oppressor because the oppressor said okay you're a nigger the oppressor says you lot are like bushmen you know you lot live in the bush and stuff like that so i think it it has yeah, a value yeah, there yeah. I but, that, but right. i just i what my main concern is why are we still trying to keep that alive that language is so fluid language is so That's, incredibly fluid you mm. can coin a phrase like slang that's only come mm. about in the last 10 years the the words that the youth are using today did not exist like 10 15 years ago you can in create terms like some of them did i'm not saying they didn't can i sorry, go on, go on. but i'm just saying you can create terms literally in an instant mm -hmm. so why why waste your energy trying to convert something that is already imbued with such negativity, is already imbued with such hatred and such all of this, why waste your energy trying to convert that into something new when you could just create a new term in your community, amongst your people, that these people have no knowledge of anyway? Hold on. So I have to cut you there. <laughs> I would say that, yeah, because, because, only because, yeah, we could do that, but a white person could come and just say, yeah, but you're still just a nigger. That happens. Yeah, but and that will and happen. I'm not, and I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but it's like you don't even know what we're talking about anyway because you're not in the club. Mm. You don't even know what we're talking about. You're not in the club. So can I, can I put it to you? You see how you're talking about language, yeah? Mm -hmm. I almost feel as though 
the n-word like is 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 the um almost like the personification of the evolution of language and what you're saying mm-hmm. in the sense that like obviously we've got the history of it in terms of it emerging from uh the word nigger mm. and then becoming the word nigger and then I've, I don't know, I've written down like ER and GA because for me, they, they mean something. I know okay. I, <laughs> I know it seems like a simple okay. variation. <laughs> yeah. See how you're talking about sound and yeah. how sound like matters. I, in my personal experience, for me, there's a big distinction between ER and A and I can hear it and I can yeah. also yeah. feel it as well. Like in the sense that, and if, if like, you see how, um, like for me also, like just like you guys, like I, well, I feel like, like probably for you as well, like growing up, like I, I grew up not hearing the N word in my house. Yeah, no I'll way, be honest, no yeah? way. No, I no grew way. up learning the N word from the media and from what I saw, mm-hmm. and I have a weird relation. I remember, I remember being in school calling white people like nigga. Yeah, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, someone in our year. There's only one person. Be <laughs> 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 um, and and some I remember somebody saying like, "Why are you saying that? He's not black." Yeah. yeah. And at the time, time I, I was I, I remember, remember saying time. like, "Yeah, but like, he's my nigga." Like, mm-hmm. and and I like 100%. I I I get the history, but then in some ways, like, it's developed. It's a history of its own in the sense that um, we could like we could choose another word. But that word is there. It's like, it's, it's, and I hear what you're saying about maybe if we didn't use it, then it wouldn't be part of our, like, but part I of think, our everyday language. That, but it that, is, it's there. It's that there. is an evolution because it does have a place. It must, but it must. It's an evolution. So if you get stuck, mm. so for example, mm-hmm. if I saw you 10 years from now, you were still saying someone to someone, my nigga, I would probably have to question your evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you wanted to be with, you know, if you wanted to be with a sister that you're was, <laughs> yeah, if you wanted to be, because you, 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 like I said, we work in, in, in school. So people, young people that are raised around that, then they're going to speak like that. So their vibration is going to be very much on that level, right? Even if they are raised themselves up to adopt that to that, um, using it in a powerful way, they're still going to be on that level. And then you have that next layer of young person, like with hopefully my children, you know, they might say to their friend, like, no, you're not a nigga, you're a king. Mm, yeah. Well, now, that's, that's, right, that's yeah. the next evolution. Yeah, that's the next point, and I'm yeah. just going to point it to you this way, that, that um, if we were building an army, you have the, 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 the privates, <laughs> you have the, the lieutenants, you have the, you know, just going up the, the, the generals, the admirals. So that term and people using that term they're, they're on a they're on a level but they're just on that level mm. so it's about a, it's about an elevation you couldn't I, I don't know about you but you know I know that if I met a sister and I wanted a sister of a certain vibration who's then going to produce uh, offspring who are going to champion uh, our nation and national certain values and so on and so on that she probably is not going to be somebody that uses their terms so it's all about you get what you pay for mm. that's some that's more some outer <laughs> some, well. some outer wisdom there for you can't she do both can she not like probably not <laughs> probably not <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Robert, it sounds like some home truth for you. <laughs> Let it sink in 
let it marinate. Yeah. <laughs> no, do you know what? I, I hear all of the arguments. I do. I hear. I hear all of the arguments. Maybe. Yeah, no, I hear it. I just, I just like <laughs> it. Bro, it's internal. I know. It's internal. When I when I spoke to Jason about it, he bro. was like. What? Yeah, like, no, no, he looked broken. Was he was a broken man. Like, <laughs> <almost become> <laughs> <part of him. laughs> but then, mate, like, it's because we use it so casually. Yeah, we yeah. know, yeah. we yeah. know that, that yeah, it's yeah. part of us growing up. It, yeah, you know, yeah, it really yeah. is. But in a positive way, we can't say it was in a negative way. Even though obviously the history and trauma behind it can never be denied. Um, but there's some funny times I can remember using that <laughs> word. Just <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> um, but. That's yeah. just from the music, though. That's the reality because mm. because in yeah, the, that, that's, yeah, in, that's the, in the, the, the the eighties, with rather it was reggae music, okay. So I, like I said, when did I go? Eighty six. Yeah. So I was started secondary school in eighty six, okay, in Bermuda, which is just like the Caribbean. So you had reggae, and you had hip hop, around those times, okay. There was no use of that word mm. unless it was used by um, some hip hop artists. Mm. They weren't even called hip hop; it was rap artists. Then that, um, like Public Enemy, who were using it to yeah, educate NWA, people. You know, yeah, NWA yeah. wasn't no around. <laughs> they weren't around mm. yet. Yeah, right. you yeah, know, right. they came later on with the commercialization sort of of the music and stuff like that. You definitely didn't hear it in no reggae music, you know, because reggae music was wasn't really about that at Mm -hmm. that time. And then later on, obviously, I mean, this is well known the history of how the music evolved and stuff. And so people, the people of, of, I guess, of your generation or maybe maybe just before that's when things got introduced Mm -hmm. from a commercial perspective, which is why you would probably adopt it and hold it so dearly to your heart. No, I was just gonna say, but in the UK or probably in other parts, definitely in the South of America, mm. that would have been on a sign saying yeah. like niggas out stuff yeah. like that, yeah. you know, nigger baby and all those sort of things. Yeah. So, and the ones that would have sang about it in the seventies, um, so we're talking about like in um, Marvin Gaye and those sorts of times. And what's it? What's the brother name? Was the poet. It was like Gil Scott Heron. Gil Scott Heron. Yeah, so yeah. he would be talking about it, but he's he's talking about the social conditions. Yes. You know, and yeah. educating. He's not using it really in a sort of. He's using it in a in a strengthening way, but not really in an enduring way. Mm. You know. It's 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 so it's so interesting that you that you brought it up as well because was it you that I was talking to RJ about um about how like the evolution of music kind of caught kind of um caused that. Uh, commercialization of the word. I think you touched on it literally just now mm. when you said um in I think Public Enemy was around what like in the eighties or early nineties maybe yeah yeah and then NWA was the mid nineties mm-hmm. um yeah so like because uh, you had the evolution of gangster rapper yeah after that, and, you know, and all the, the gangster Snoop, rappers Snoop coming out Ice, Ice Cube Dream. came exactly. out after that exactly and so before that like you said you know it wasn't really in the music like that you know we had the jazz artists or the funk artists or the reggae artists they didn't have the word in there but through the the gangster rap and how commercial that went you know it's yeah. like it, bro if even nwa they had interviews saying that they had um they seen so many different people at their concerts different white people and now you have 
all of those different audiences hearing you say the n-word and so yeah man. and using it and and using yeah, it as well yeah. and i hear i hear a lot of rappers i've heard a lot of rappers say like i don't care like they're buying my music it is what and it that's is the thing. No, and, and, it's, and it, it is it's not what it is and i yeah. think that i've heard that sentiment a lot but it's, it's like it they're saying it in the music it's fine and you know they, no. they, they buy the music and whatever so yeah but then it's like do you think is, oh, do you think it's it's not possible for me to like cross the line? Like, do you think? So, what are you gonna say? Again? I'm just saying. So, my thing is like, so, like with everything that I've said and everything that I've put forth prior to this, are we surprised that young teenage white people are then like um, adopting this and like screaming at concerts and stuff like that? If it is part of the part and parcel of the song, and they're as far as they're concerned. They're buying their mu- your music. Yeah, they're supporting music. you. Why can't they say it? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it then becomes a bit like... You've blurred the lines. You've blurred, blurred the lines. lines. And furthermore, if my thing yeah. is, if this whole... Um, this whole kind of like... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, specification on who can say what mm-hmm. is down to like a reclamation of power. If it's actually about power... Mm-hmm let's discuss that let's mm. let's talk about that as for what it is let's not try and preface it as like we want to reclaim some word that was never ours to reclaim anyway let's let's talk about the fact that we don't have a lot of power in society we want to be we want to be um owning more businesses than we do we want to have more power in politics than we do we want to if it's if it's about that if it's about like gatekeeping mm-hmm. we want to keep you know what i mean we want we want to call the shots at some point mm-hmm. if it's about that Let's discuss that. Let's discuss how we can we can do that in a in a way that's going to actually ultimately benefit our communities. Us running about calling each other the N word. All I'm saying is, what is that actually doing for yeah. our communities? Yeah. What's that doing for our communities? I just say we can do both. I hit like we can do both. We and I'm not saying that we here. can't. But I'm just saying like, what is focusing on that yeah. aspect going to do when when you can focus on that aspect and be absorbed in that aspect? Mm. Because you're the gatekeeper of something now, aren't you? <laughs> um, but do you see what I mean? Like, Do you think it's unfair for me to not want white people to say it if I use it as freely as I do? What's your opinion? I, I, <laughs> I struggle with this one. Because I feel like if it's, if it's put so freely into the music that you want said white people to buy, they're going to feel like they're entitled to to every aspect of the music mm. just like if any other artist i could i could be putting money into like so okay i am not i'm neither french nor spanish but when i listen to french and spanish artists i like to be able to sing along to all of the lyrics because because i'm supporting the artists yeah. and i'm mm. you know what i mean i'm a speaker of the language i like to be able to sing I can't fathom me listening to an artist in French or Spanish and having to be like, mm, at some point. But you would though. If no, if, and obviously if I felt like it was a, it was a kind of like, it was a really serious thing where like, you know, they were saying that you absolutely can't say this. I wouldn't because I'm a respectable person. But if you're just a person who, you just fuck with the music. You're just trying to hear the music. Yeah. You're just trying to hear the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like on a on a lesser degree, it's almost like um like 
uh, like explicit music, consensus music. Like right. with explicit music, you want to sing everything. You want to say the f bombs right. the mother f you know yeah, what I'm saying because you you and, fuck with the tune yeah, like you, you want to say everything so if there's like there's like and if it's just from, from the perspective of a fan of just the music mm. and wanting to just sing along to the music and like loving the art because you bro you, you can attest to this you have artists that you love and songs that you like singing along to mm. imagine if there's one word and you just feel like oh, and you, every time you listen to the song it. you have to remember to be like mm. So then, so then it will open the debate of well, why can't well, why why not? You put it in the music. Mm. I mean, so so it, it must be okay. It can't be that but bad. No, but no, come on, man. No, 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 no. I mean, you're not having it, but I'm saying <laughs> I'm not having that. You can be sensible <laughs> enough to know that, like, I, I hit like I. You can be say like if somebody makes a song, yeah, yeah, right. If you're consuming that as an artist, you if you're consuming that as a consumer, yes, you like the music, but I, I don't know. <laughs> And I, I obviously there are some people who will consume the art for what it is, but at the same time, like at least as an adult, you're doing so knowing that the person has artistic license to use whatever phrase that they can. Of that course. doesn't necessarily They're not always adults. Yeah, boy. I, yeah, this always, is what I'm saying. You might be like a 13, 14 year old listening yeah, to rap. Right, and this is where the problem lies. Where does the education about that word come from? In the same way that it started with us. Like, yeah, but you can't expect white people who 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 are in a position of, of systemic power to be educating their children about yeah. which words they shouldn't that's should why, not use that's why Renee Odolod wrote the book why I'm no longer you know and like... I get and I'm not <laughs> saying that I don't get those sentiments but when you're making tunes Robert you're yeah. making music do you know how universal music is like I've heard tunes in flaming Swahili and I've been like this fucking slaps I don't know what's being said <laughs> But do you know what I mean? I don't know what they're saying, mm. but the tune slaps. I could be singing the most derogatory lyrics. There are. Yeah. But if the tune slaps, the tune slaps. Yeah. So you can't then... Do you know what I mean? It's it's very difficult to disentangle mm. yeah. politics from music. It's a techie one. It's a techie I hear, one. I hear where you're coming from. It's a techie I, one. I <laughs> Um, I hear all arguments. I hear all arguments. <laughs> 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 I'm going to pause for a second. Then. I've got a suggestion. Oh, which is that we record two endings to the episode and then we cut it and then do part one one week and part two another just because of like the timing. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's so cool. we see like we'll carry on and mm-hmm. then we'll do like two endings and then we'll cut it and then split it across like two weeks. Yeah. Do you reckon? That's cool. Um... Now I guess we have to recreate that fake laughter. I got a question for you, Doc. What are your black or who are your black history legends? I thought he was asking you first. Man. Maybe the doctor should should no, take. I, I feel like he's the most yeah. he's uh, the most me, learned on this. Trust. Yeah. Let me go first yeah. this time. Um, who are my black legends? Mm. Um. You know, when I saw that question, when you sent it to me, it's just like, who really are my black legends? Like, I know about powerful black people from history, but I don't want it to be cliche like that. Um, for me, personally, I can't say it's one person there, but when the question was presented before me, there's a few individuals that popped up to my in my head for different reasons. Um, one, obviously because I'm you know, into sports, and it's a major part of my life. Um, 
obviously, and as human beings, we obviously look to people that we can relate to in things that we like. So, you know, talking about Michael Jordan and LeBron James are two individual black people that popped up into my head um, that have had an impact on my life as a black person in, in terms of what they've been able to achieve in a sport that I, I play, you know, partake in. And then um, another person that popped up and it's someone that came into my life quite recent um, and he's a physics guy, you might know him, David, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, he's another one that popped onto my head and I thought, wow, you know, he's, the way he represents himself as a black man in something that, you know, the normal white people might see and, you know, think might not know what he's talking about or mm-hmm. not show him the level of respect that he deserves um, just because of the colour of his skin. Again, that was a face that popped up to, in, in my head. Um I've been binging his shows recently. Uh, have you? Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Some YouTube. Yeah, as soon as yeah, right. Yeah, as soon as I find him on YouTube, I've always binging him, and I just love the way he presents the knowledge that he has as a black person. I, I absolutely love it. Um, and some other other female individuals that did pop in my, in my head as well. Uh, one of them being Oprah Winfrey, and the only reason why, um, and this is an extension of you know, myself is because my mum sees Oprah as, you know, basically female black Jesus yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> so that's yeah. had a big influence on my life in seeing how mm. other black people see other black people that, yeah. you know, are successful and, and, and whatnot. So I think it's a difficult question to answer because as I'm growing as well, I'm sure there's other black people that I'm going to become aware of that, you know, really can, you know, I can say it's a legend, but you know, at the moment, I'm just, you know, it, when the question comes into my head, is I'm just thinking about black people that I can resonate with. That's not obviously in my immediate, you know, family or social circles or anything like that. I think we're all legends. Um, but just other people out there that, you know, have had an impact in the course of my life, I'd say, is, you know, those individuals, to be honest with you. Um, Dope. Yeah. Dope. Love that. Yeah. Who else got next? Sure, one. Um, okay so i'm probably gonna say um because as jason knows i'm a bit of a poet myself and exactly no exactly exactly like again popped in my head i just didn't want to be cliche with it yeah neither and neither did i but and it's someone you can relate to yeah in your field of life and i feel like if i feel like Cause, I don't know, I feel like maybe the um, sort of like black Ameri- American experience is maybe kind of, well, obviously it's, they have a longer history than black British people do. Yep. So perhaps that's why there isn't as much literature and there isn't as much. So we, we kind of draw draw from those mm-hmm. those sources to inform our experience. So yeah, I would say like, I know why the cage bird sings kind of like was like a, pivotal point in my life when I read that and I was mm-hmm. kind of like well all of the shit that I think I'm going through doesn't really compare not to say that you know we should all engage in trauma olympics and we should all live mm-hmm. our lives like on the basis of how much other people are suffering I'm not saying we should do that but you really get like when you see it's sort of like an autobiographical um account of what life could be like for somebody who looks just like you mm-hmm. it really puts some things into perspective and I think that book definitely did that for me. Um, 
because she has such a wide range of experiences by like the age I am now that I'm just like that. How could how could that even be possible in such yeah, a short yeah. time? Yeah. But that's because I feel like that maybe that is a portion of my privilege speaking my, my black British privilege mm. so to speak right, speaking yeah, no, because it is 100%. I was able to go yeah. to school you know multicultural school and to experience um, Caucasian education do you know what I mean I was able mm-hmm. to experience all of those things that people in the the United States of America weren't able to so they, weren't, they weren't able to go to school with white people until the, the 60s or some shit do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. That's a whole different experience yeah. that that I I've lived that she wasn't able to live. So I feel like that that book really did just open my eyes to how things could have been, especially because my nan is also American as well, and um, I think my mum lived there for for a point of time, yeah. up until a point of time, and she actually had she had the ultimatum given given to her: you can either come back to the UK with your father or stay here with your mother, and she chose to come back to the UK. But if she had chosen to stay. You, my life would have been so completely different. different. Yeah. That's um, so crazy. So, yeah, I think she's one of my icons. But I think when you initially sent me the message and um, I saw it, my mind went straight to Viola Davis and Olivia Pope. Yeah. <laughs> they di- it did. <laughs> because <laughs> No, really. Because yeah. I was just like, no, who yeah, else is does. killing the game? Yeah. Like, yeah. these two women. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> who else is killing the game? Nobody. Well, do you know about um, Candice Owens by any chance? I've heard of the you name. Heard of the name, okay. But I don't really recall. No, no just, just asking this one. She's <coughs> a young black political woman that has very, very strong views. Mm. Very strong views. Just wanted. To I think I've heard no, of the name. I will look into, yeah, I've yeah. heard of the name. I will look trivial? into her as well. Huh? Is she very trivial? She can be, or she comes across in that kind of way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. As okay. a black person, or we say as a black person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I've heard. I've seen. Well, I've seen. Like, I've seen she, her trending before. I don't the know if it's The premise of that is like, for example, she's a Trump supporter. Um, oh, okay. And most black people, you know what I'm saying? I think mm. I've seen her on Twitter. Yeah, 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 I think I've seen her trending or something. Yeah, I've seen her yeah. on social media yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, but yeah, so that's me. Cool. Doctor? Um, it's too many. But yeah. so, yeah. because as you were saying, that because black history is treated as something like a um like like a unique thing we have a holiday for it or not a holiday but we have an observance for it you know in the states we have an observance for it in the uk um we have lots of posters for it because we're forced to talk about it um in as a separate thing then it becomes cliche because you end up looking for these little personalities yeah so you kind of you can't really get away from it but um i would say that the i'll I'll give a few people so before i give the person that really is somebody who i talk about all the time in my field Mm. so i as a young person i like to think of myself as an explorer okay hence why i did lots of traveling you know so on and so on so one of my heroes from very very young was Matthew Henson. So Matthew Henson was um, a, he accompanied Robert Perry to the North Pole. So they were the ones, the first ones to get to the North Pole. Matthew Henson was black, Robert Perry wasn't. Wow, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but the story of Robert, of, of, of Matthew Henson is always said that like in most cases that Matthew Henson was actually the one that arrived mm-hmm. first, yeah. okay. you know, because he was the, 
the lead as you said he was the scout he was the main person and then robert would come you know after and do all the recordings and stuff like that so matthew henson is somebody who um i definitely venerate as an ancestor as an esteemed ancestor so we can move from from there to now another explorer who was martin delaney now martin delaney is very very important because um, when you talk about the times of Marcus Garvey, mm. you talk about um, W.E. Du Bois, many people talk about um, the States and black people being in the States during that time. So we're talking about the early time of, of Garvey and, and, and Du Bois, right? Yeah. But it's not realized that there were some um, black people who were exploring Africa during that time so you can imagine during that time to have See, the mindset wow. to go and go to the motherland and, yeah. and and be moving around there's remember there's no like it's yeah. <laughs> talking about very very early times yeah, so Martin yeah. Delaney was a pan-Africanist okay. so he was someone who from those very early times before the whole pan-African movement was kind of formalized was exploring Africa and linking um, black people as a sort of unit mm. you know so he's a very important person too and he would have been a predecessor of garvey mm. of you know the unia in terms of pan-africanism mm. so very important but my always my go-to person um is george washington carver who is very much cliche in terms of black history and stuff like that because when people are looking for someone in science which is my passion chemistry they tend to say george washington carver they might say somebody like lewis latimer mm. you know these sorts of people but george washington carver in particular though um, when you read his story and when you th when you read about his accomplishments and in particular when you read about his spirituality yeah. in terms of connecting the science to um, his inner spirituality because he said that he used to talk to the plants mm. You know, and the plants yeah. used to talk to him. And that's where he learned about a lot of the things that he'd ended up discovered. Yeah. He, 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 the plants were communicating. So I he very him. much had that African spirituality. I believe him. But um, he, his story is very misunderstood because most of the time when people talk about George Washington Carver, they talk about peanuts and peanut butter. Okay? <laughs> Which is true. He created peanut butter, yeah? Okay. That's true. However, he did that. Yes? Yes? He did that because he didn't just create peanut butter. What he was doing was at that time the uh, black people, African people in the southern USA had come out of slavery into sharecropping. And so they were growing, trying to grow crops in order to pay for the land they were living on. But the land was not very good. The land that they were mm. given was not very good. And George Washington Carver, his grandmother, or his, yeah, I think his grandmother was a slave. So he was just a few generations down. Yeah. So he managed to educate himself and all of this sort of thing. And um, he saw the conditions of the black farmers and so he used his education and his wisdom to help them. And so what he did was he said, well, we're going to use crop rotation. I don't know mm. what you know about crop rotation, but Nothing. when you plant things like peanuts and soybeans, they enrich the crop. They enrich oh. the soil. Sorry. So 
if you're going to plant, if the main crop is cotton, yeah, that's what they were growing, but cotton depletes the soil. So he, he introduced this to the farmers and said, listen, between your cotton crops, you need to be planting peanuts and things like soybeans, which are legumes. But of course, if you're planting all these peanuts and soybeans, you're going to have yeah. lots of peanuts and soybeans. So he decided, <laughs> he came up with different innovative ways to do to use it. Yeah. Peanuts would be for peanut butter and food, but more so he was doing things like making oils and making plastics. Mm. He was working with Henry Ford and they were working on Henry making Ford. plastics uh, for the cars. That's Ford, yeah. Ford Motors. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, there's a picture of him holding up the plastic and stuff like that, but both of them Carver and Ford, they were very close, but they were quite old by that time. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, they were making plastics from, from, from the oils. So, George Washington Carver, I'll leave it at that. Please go and look him up. Yeah. That's my... That's mad. That's like a Timbuktu moment. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my days. No, that's, that's crazy. George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver. Nah, I'm, I'm going to look Biochemist. Up. One second. Mm. One yeah. second. I'm just going to note that down because... Can you yeah. send me this? There's a lot of... Um, yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course. I sent you a lot of juicy stuff on that face. I sent it to you. Mm. I wish I bought my notebook now. The unfortunate thing though, like you said, when they talk about George Washington Carver, they tend just to talk about this peanut idea butter. of peanut, peanut butter, butter yeah. and don't really go into the, Bro, that's the high chemistry that's that he was doing with nothing because the equipment that he that he had was was very rudimentary so what he was able to do this is what i tell my students today they have everything and they can't do anything he had nothing and he was able to create so much so mm -hmm. you know mad yeah um do you know what's mad? I feel <laughs> like when I feel like whenever we um like it's 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 actually it's actually sick like like you guys here because I feel like whenever we have these podcasts like I always learn something new. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, That's what I said last time. Like all the time. Yeah, I'm coming back again. Which is actually <laughs> which, which is actually <laughs> sick. Like, even even if it's just us two talking, like yeah. do you know what I'm saying? Like always like learning stuff. Um, so when when we actually do have the chance to have people come on, people are actually down to come on and who turn up, um, despite us, you know, we were a little bit late today, setting up and all that kind of stuff. But no, nah, it's sick. It's actually sick because, yeah, yeah, no, it's just mad. You just learn. You just learn different stuff every every single time. Every single time. How about you, RJ? Yeah, yeah, we got to know about you yeah. guys as well. Yeah. Come on, RJ. Yeah, Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a specialist. I don't know, you know. Um, I had so many names floating around when you, when you guys... Um, when you when you guys were, were talking, I think so one so um in history, yeah, like normally when when you learn about or read about or when like events are documented, um, it's from the perspective of like the people like above, like the mm -hmm. leaders of the country. Um and uh when I was at uni I learned about some dude called some guy called C L R James. Mm. And he um, was the first person to write about the Haitian Revolution, mm -hmm. but from the perspective of like the people that were enslaved, Amazing. and, and like, it's still a legacy. 
CLR James, right? Is that another one of his books? Yeah. Okay, I've, I only know that one. Mm. And there's another one about cricket. Like, I think it's called yes. Beyond the Boundary or something. Yeah. Um, but it was like the first, it's called like subaltern studies, basically, like looking at history from below instead of like above. Mm. And it was the first example or one of the first examples of it in history. And I just, I just find it cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it cool. And um, I don't know, like, I meant, um, yeah. So probably Very him. important, CLR James. Probably him. Um, but yeah, like you know, there's a few, there's a few. Um, Diane, I, you mentioned Diane Abbott earlier. <laughs> Diane I did Abbott. not mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, you mentioned Diane Abbott earlier. She's like a, yeah, she's, I suppose, a legend as well. But there's so, there's so many, man. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Um, what about you, Hank? He's your black history legend. Okay, so kind of like the same as you, like, I've just been sitting here thinking about all the different um, people, different black people that have inspired me. And I'd say probably, I'd say one of them, do you know what, like I've I've discussed before, like music being um, just something... Like I said, it's it's one of it's one one of my father figures, isn't it? One of one of them, um, and I feel like when I when I when I found out about so mad, but anyways, it's just for me, anyways. <clears throat> someone like Pharrell, or um, someone like Jay Z, I feel like their their inspiration. Obviously, just be like being a black man, but just their message has always just been like, especially for real, just be like, you, you can be anything that you want to be, um, as long as you just put your mind to it, basically. And Jay Z just being um, uh, just a representation of like evolution and growth, just from being a young man doing what he used to do, um, the stuff that he used to give his attention to, to you know, talking about different stuff and just. Um, always having like bigger plans for himself, um, just as a as a just as a person uh, growing up. You hear it through his music, anyways. If you if you like listen through to the, the lineage and all that kind of stuff, anyways. Um, and I think aside from that as well, I remember learning about um, Nanny of the Maroons. I remember speaking about this to you as well. Nanny of the Maroons in Jamaica, and I just thought she was sick, just because she was the only woman of the seven national heroes and she was the maroon the maroon's lieutenant general basically like she was a badass like mm-hmm. you know she was um just to give you like a, a little bit of background so like the maroons is uh, a tribe from and correct me from 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 wrong if my history's off they're a tribe from that came from ghana uh they took some of them over on on the boats over to jamaica <clears throat> and they ended up um, having some of them as slaves. They weren't all slaves. They had like maroon camps in um, in the mountains as well around the island. But they were basically they were basically a group that that, is, that, that just wasn't gonna have it. Like they just weren't gonna have it. And then when when nanny came when nanny came to the country, it's it's uh it's documented that they couldn't find her or something <laughs> like that. Like she she like she. Like she went missing, and then I, I think I think they I think they caught her, 
and then she helped the other maroons devise a plan to to escape um lead one of the rebellions which was really dope so yeah shout out nanny the maroons um <laughs> but um, i think i think that's it man i think that's it that's all i got at the moment obviously like usain bolt but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the world to the world to the world you know what I'm saying um, but as as of late I've been doing a lot more um, back studying on just like black history in general and black leaders that we that we had I'm still due whoops I'm still due to to read up more about Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey yeah, um, yeah. and those like those iconic figures and the other iconic figures as well that we've had in our history in it because growing up I didn't I didn't I didn't um, have a lot of those material around. Um, and sadly, I didn't really have a lot of interest at the time when I was younger in it. However, we, we grow, we move, we, we evolve and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, that's me, man. That's me. It's pretty dope, man. That's me. Sorry, I was r- rambling a little bit. Look at peace. But, um, yeah. What are we on? Two hour, 30 minutes, Yeah. Like, is that how we did? Way longer than the last one. I take that. How's it? Ah, should we do two endings? We should do two. Do two. That yeah. was an end. Say again. That was an end. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, do you want to do the other one then? We can. Um, yeah, just record another one. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Guy, um, but yeah so again <laughs> another week another week of uh fantastic energy and some some beautiful guests who came on to bless us today um so if you guys just um just, just finish off first just saying your names one more time and then we'll just wrap up please okay well it was me daniel again back again um Back in the bits. <laughs> another good the episode, base. man. <laughs> we're the best. Yeah, people gonna know my voice now. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna turn, turn, turn you down a little bit. We're gonna commercialize my voice. Nah, man. Again, it was another solid episode, man. As soon as I saw what the content was, I thought, yeah, of course, it's gonna be nice and juicy. Um, nice dialogue. It needs to be going on in our communities. And to answer the last point from what you sent, that's how we keep it alive. We need these kind of dialogues where we can come together and speak because I've learned so much today. Um and shout out obviously Dr. Roots and um Siobhan, is it? Yeah, and Siobhan as well, man. Um I've learned so much from you guys as well. So I think it's invaluable. So thanks for having me again guys. Hope to be back soon again. And yeah man, free bros and that. Cheese, <laughs> cheese, free bros. bros. Um now Doctor has been sick having you as well. It's been sick. Like it's nice to have um someone who's like an older stature who can actually give like Robert says some wisdom mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah, and a lot of the stories that you were telling I was you saw my I don't know if you saw my face a couple of times I literally just sat here like a little kid <laughs> just taking it all in and just listening so now I really really appreciate you for taking time out thank you very much. to be here thank you very much and um, Siobhan as well thank you for making the, the trip to, to come down here and bless us with your with your grace as well do you want to plug do you want to plug do you want to do you want to yeah, if you drop your socials. just tune in to uh, David Roots TV, where I talk about a lot to do with um, metaphysics, esoteric spirituality, um, lots of different topics. You can hit me up on Facebook, Living Roots. Um, I might add you. I might not, depending, <laughs> depending on what you look like. <laughs> you know. 
Because I can't. Uh, I'm a very selective. Because you know. <laughs> so yeah. She, uh, no, she died. She died. She died. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. That's wonderful. That is absolutely great. Um, yeah, I've just been, <laughs> I've been here, I've been me. Um, it's been absolutely great to to be here, um, with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Really. Um. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's been, it. That's it, man. It's been the the, the Free Bros podcast. This is Hank. And this is RJ here episode six remember to hit us up on all the socials at free bros podcast on instagram at free, free bros, bros pod, pod on twitter and free bros podcast on all the streaming platforms yes um spotify apple app, apple itunes wow itunes <laughs> um stitcher, stitcher, hold tight, stitcher they got some other ones uh chromecast iTunes. What's that? Deezer. Tune in, tune in. Oh, okay. Tune in. What did you say? Deezer. We're on that as well. Deezer. On Deezer oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 So we, we everywhere. We everywhere. And um, yeah, shout out to everyone listening to us from the different countries as well. It's lit. It's been the Free Bros Podcast, episode six. And yes, we are out. Good evening. Good night. Bye. What were you saying about um, people giving you feedback for other 